we're back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. How you doing, Nesbitt? I'm doing good. How you doing? Fantastic. I'm doing great, man. I'm enjoying Sinjitsu. We're getting through it. Yeah, I feel like we uh, we rambled on a bit in the last episode. <laughs> we maybe get to the meat of the uh, of the episode a bit faster this week, but uh, you know. Yeah. I'm very thirsty. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely very very thirsty. We're gonna dive right in, get a beer going. The beer we got today is the Chin Music. It's an American pale ale by Secret Cove Brewing, and I thought this was really cool. Chin music is like a reference to people have the accordion under chin. <laughs> anyway, oh, I've never the... heard that before. I always heard chin music is like a baseball term. Yeah, like if, if you're crowding the plate, the pitcher can throw you some chin music, which is like oh, that's throws great. a throws a ball in the right next to your face, basically. Yeah, I had thought it was a reference to like your chin being involved in some way, shape, or form, or there was some old Irish thing related to it. And also, the it picture could be. here, there's a I bunch think... of uh, people playing instruments yeah. on the label. Yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm interested to try this. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. All right. Using my. Uh... Cleveland Browns point class because uh, football season's going to be here before you know it. Oh, it will be. Um, so as someone, I'm sure, who is into sports is listening to this podcast, and they have, like, one of us as a Leafs fan and one of us as a Browns fan. It's, like, the most pathetic uh, combo you can have. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just the pain seems to end a lot sooner for Browns fans. You always start out, and most seasons, by, like, fourth or fifth game, you're like, next year, the Leafs. <laughs> They take us to the end, and, and they make sure that everybody is, you know, pumping the Leafs so hard to win, and then flat again. So American Pale Ale, it's pretty good. Not bad. Not great, but it's not bad. Yeah, it's it's not. it doesn't taste like the, an American Pale Ale to me. Yeah. Mm. I'm liking it. It tastes kind of flat, actually, but I like it. So the time machine we're going to talk about this week. And maybe oh, Darkest Hour. Depends how this goes. We might be able to yes. get through two songs. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting <laughs> one. These are my two hottest takes. Oh, this yeah? This is the... Yes, absolutely. These two stand out on the album for me for very different reasons. So Time Machine, Yannick Gers, and Steve Harris, 709. So... First thing I'll say about this is that I think Yannick has done it again and written one of the best songs on the album. No way. Yes, he did. Yeah, well, it's like... Because, yeah, Ghost of the Navigator, Monster, Legacy, Talisman, Book of Souls, and this song. This song, I think, is uh, another example of Yannick knocking it out of the park. <laughs> I love this you, song. You, you're... Oh, my God. Right at the gates. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. Are you joking right now? You're not winding me up? How many of these beers did you have before we got on this podcast? Are you serious? Yep, this is one of your favorite songs the on the best, album. Yeah, I think so. Yes. I would argue this is my least favorite on the album. Really? I think this episode Definitely. is going to be uh, a lot of budding kids. It is going to be it. <laughs> and I, I've i got my arguments ready. So what is it you don't like about this song? Because I'll talk for like an hour now about why I love this song. But uh, Well, I kind of want to hear like your it. reasons, but... but there's a ton of stuff about it. Like there's some excellent lyrics and then there are some horrible lyrics. So okay. there's like some moments and turns where it's just got that, you know, uh, let me tell you about my time machine. And it's like, just that there's a whole turn there where the momentum kills in the song. I feel like it never gets going. Uh, oh, really? there's some really, yes, there's some really good solos, but it just ends too flat for me. Okay. I really like I, this song to me is like just, table stakes there's no heart there's no <laughs> that's there's your no new uh, term that you love to use yeah i love to use it like before. table stakes last like four <laughs> episodes i know someone kind of <laughs> threw it out one time they were like uh, someone said it to us writing on the wall is like made in ta- table stakes and it's like i kind of hear it's like where you you like literally i kind of came away one of the things like the ai that generated that song for you this is what they would write <laughs> you know, this is the way I feel about this song. I, I'm not, a, there are parts about it I really like. Yeah. Yeah. But I like it. It's different. It is. It's kind of upbeat for Maiden, like parts of it. It was a really surprising when I heard it the first time. And I think that's why I kind of sometimes describe it as kind of weird because it's, it's unique for Maiden. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned the lyrics. So do you want to get into the lyrics first? 
Because normally sure, we don't go to. too deep into lyrics, but uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I love the. Uh, what, what what is it about the lyrics you don't like? I, I I go both ways on them. Like, there's some amazing one, right? Like, the devilish children reference. I absolutely love that. Yep. You know, confusion, hunger, am I still awake? It harkens back to the, you know, is this real or just some crazy dream? Yeah. You know, open your heart and I'll open your soul. Like, I like and the, the way uh, Bruce says it. The let me yeah. tell you a story. Or let me, have I ever told you about my time machine? Yeah. It kind of reminds me That's, of, uh, you know, the let me tell you a story to chill your bones from like Dance of Death. It's like a callback, it, sort of. It's the same kind of thing. Really, when I hear have I ever told you about my time machine, like... I literally think of the wild wind blows. I think of like, okay. you've seen it on the TV. It's just, there's just something about the way it's said. Have I ever told you about oh God. It's just, it's not the good cheese that See, I See, I think we have very different interpretations of the lyrics. I don't think he's actually talking about a literal time machine. <laughs> I, I, that's the way I hear it. So how do you interpret that? Do I to tell you what Go I think ahead. these lyrics are about? Yeah. So I don't think there's like a literal time machine that he's like getting into and pushing buttons. I think it is like about someone who's like being, who's like immortal, who's yeah. being constantly reborn. He gets killed and he keeps getting reborn. He's lived through like all the ages of man, but he keeps getting reborn. And the time machine is like a metaphor for his immortality, like how he keeps living forever. And when he sells yeah. you... Let me tell you about my time machine. I think he's saying more like, let me tell you what I've learned about humanity. You know what I mean? He says, you cannot imagine what I've seen and done. It's like what you'd say coming back from like a war. It's like that. I've seen the horrors and man's inhumanity to man. So it's more a guy that like lived through all of history. And he's saying like time machine. Let me tell you about my time machine. Or let me t t tell you what I learned about like man's capacity for evil and horror by being cursed to live through like all the ages of man up until right now oh, yeah. you know what i mean yeah yeah you cannot imagine what i've seen and done which yeah. is he's there's multiple times that's just a lyric that kills the momentum in the song it's just like he ends on it it's like you know i don't know oh, I like I, that. I, the interpretation of of the lyrics is not my problem right it's really just the campiness and the flow i just find it never gets going that said like there are parts of, i'm not trying to rip it to shreds yeah. i'm Giving my take relative to you saying this is the best on the album, which it, I said from one my of, perspective, one of the best. Songs what up? One of the best. It is not in my mind. It's not in the top okay. half. It's not. It's it's actually probably towards the bottom. I always find there's something about this track at the end of that first uh, disc, and it's just like it just kills the momentum for me. And um, I See, you don't know, get that if, at all. Like I think this is one no? of the most upbeat songs there is. Yeah. But I just I don't know. I I like it. It's like uh, I know people are always like. You read people and they're always like, uh, he says, let me tell you about your time machine, but he never actually tells you about his time machine. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I'm like, you're kind of, I think they're kind of missing the point. Like you right at the beginning, it has this intro and this outro and the intro is like put, put to the sword by an impish whim. Follow yeah. me now to a place we begin. Um, I think that's like the first time he was ever killed, you yeah. know, and he thinks he's dead. And then it says like hidden in silence below barren waste. So he's like dead and buried. And then confusion, yeah. hunger, am I still awake? That's like, he realizes yeah. even after being killed, he's still alive. And like, I don't know. A a rather than like telling you about a specific a time machine, he's more saying like, have I told you about being an immortal? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's almost like if you had a soldier from World War I and he was like, let me tell you about the Battle of the Somme. You know, when he goes on and tells you about, like, how inhumane men can be to each other and how there's no value to human life and you get numb from the horrors of war. And then he's done telling a song or telling a story and you're like, I wanted to hear about the type of ammunition they used in the troop movement. And you're like, he's not actually telling you about the battle. He's telling you he's using the battle to tell you, like, a lesson that he learned. You know what I mean? Like, I, don't I know. do. I don't know. I it's, just it's, don't. I, I think I don't it's, it's a very silly sounding on first listen but when you think about it i think it's a lot deeper than it actually uh and I, that's why it's, these are some of my favorite like lyrics on the album i just love it i, think I feel like it just makes here. for a campy transition and i it always stands out to me and not in a good way but you know <laughs> the fact that you compared this to like yannick's monte segura which is just i i like i, I 
I would sum up my love of Maiden as there are songs that just really strike that chord, right? Yep. Like that just really get me. Can I scream along to the song? Is it the song where I'm yelling uh, when I'm driving? Is it the song where it's just like if I'm a couple beers in, I just can't sit down? Is it, you know, I'm just jumping around? And, you know, Montesegura is like that for me, right? This this song, I just, it never gets me going. It kills me. And it, and it kind of bothers me because it's wedged in between a lot of tracks I like. It just it just kills the momentum for me. And that's just always been the way. And I listen to the album, you know, it's seven minutes. I always listen. I don't listen to tracks. I just listen to the album, right? I always just hit it flow. I start this one sometimes uh, after writing on the wall and just let it play like I did today when I had to run. And um, so I always listen to it continuously. And this song stands out, but not for the right reasons. Not for I'm rocking out. It's like dragging on. That's just always how I feel. This is one of my yeah. go-tos on the album. Like when, if I reach for the album and I'm not like, a lot of times if I'm in the mood, I'll listen to like those epics at the end. But this is yeah. probably the first one that I like hit when I like, I'm go- looking for like something else. Although I love Lost in a okay. Lost World too. So I don't know. So then convince me on it. <laughs> so so step me through it. Do what Nesbitt does so well. I'll keep an open mind. I do have some clips. I've listened to this a clips. million times. So, Let's do it. Okay, so there's, yeah, the intro, which I, I love Gannick when he does these intros. So I, I think that's a cool way to set up the song, especially the intro, the lyrics in the intro they really set up the whole song. So, like, I think, you know, that people complain about Maiden and the intros. This yes. intro, to me, you need it in the song to really drive home the point of the whole song. Put to the sword by an swim Follow me now to a place we begin with no anger with no fear children hidden in silence below barren waste confusion hunger am I Sometimes I say that sometimes these intros that they have are unnecessary, but in this case, I think it's totally necessary. Kind of like in the Talisman, where you want that intro to before it kicks in and it goes. You know what I mean? Like the Talisman wouldn't be the same song if you jumped right into the Talisman. Um, a lot of people actually compare this to the Talisman. I made a clip comparing the two intros. So, two intros to two different Yannick songs. They're both kind of these acoustic or like undist- clean guitar intros. Yeah, I don't think they really sound that much alike. I hear a lot of people yeah. online saying like, oh, they're, you know, whatever. But I mean, you're talking about a, a, a kind of similar guitar intro for two very different songs on albums that are like 10 or 11 years apart. I don't think it's really that similar at all. And I don't know, like Maiden, yeah, they wrote something that sounds kind of like another song like is that a big deal like ever listen to like chuck berry or acdc like no one complains yeah. <laughs> seven 17 studio albums it's hard to lead into a track without doing something like something else i know and it's just yannick style popping yeah. up on two songs you know i the like songs, that you otherwise thus I think, far. yeah okay other otherwise other than the you know the, being clean intros they're not that alike they're similar and it's definitely yannick i have a quote from yannick and he says uh this is the one with the weird tunings for all the extra color at the beginning. It was actually all done on the Strat. To be honest, I was going to redo it on acoustic, 
but the Strat had such a weird sound that the acoustic wouldn't have gotten, which uh, I think I kind of still hear an acoustic layered in there anyway, in my ears. I'm not 100% sure, but it's uh, I found out it's double drop D tuning. So it's like you tune your two E strings down to a D, which is the same as Led Zeppelin's Going to California and uh, a ton of Neil Young songs and you know, it's a common alternate tuning, but uh, Yannick lays that intro down. It sets up the song. It's ominous and creepy, kind of like the lyrics hint at. Like that intro, the lyrics are very creepy, and I think the music really fits it. And the keys, too. The keys work in the intro because this is such a cinematic, like dramatic buildup that I think in this point, or in this instance, I'm not going to complain about the uh, the keyboards. I think it's 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 a good start. It is a build-up. A build-up to what <laughs> is the question? Keep going, Nesbitt. Well, then you get this, like, really, really unique riff. For Maiden, I think this is very unique. I think that riff's really cool. I love the way the drums lay under it. It's cool. It reminds me of when the levee breaks. It's kind of got that sliding sliding around sound. It's pretty cool. It it is a it is a neat riff. It could be a little heavier, you know. I wish that was and then the way he sings into it like talking and just kind of it it feels really it's just campy but it's not good. That's that's one of the that's where, where the song starts to lose me. It's just like Really cuz I love the way the lyrics lay come in in the verse when they come over that riff. Yeah. Like, I love it. Like, the vocals, they keep moving up with each line, and it's kind of unexpected. Like, he sings a line, and then they add, like, a harmony line that's even higher, and then the next vocal line is higher again, and the harmony lines are even higher, and, like, builds and builds and builds. And I think it's, it's, it's pretty cool the way they do it. Have I ever told you about my time machine? Set you down and tell you everywhere I've been. I love it. Okay. I love the way that builds. You love it's it. It's really like, unexpected sounding. And the first time I heard it, it was kind of off-putting. And then I grew that, to love it. And now I just absolutely love the verses in this song. That I love is the harmonies. The build- and I love the, the the harmony guitars the second time through the verse. They keep adding these guitar lines and build this guitar harmony. And it's really cool the way they do it. I, I think it's very finely crafted. Very finely crafted. Song. Okay. Yeah. So that's 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 the build to nowhere. That is the uh, – it is going nowhere – and if you took that clip, you know, all the people that we convince to listen to the new Maiden, if you took someone who was like a diehard golden era and you played them that clip, they would think that like Maiden are not a metal band anymore. Like you that's think? just so off. Yes. For me, I just, I don't, I'm not, I don't get what you're getting at here. I mean, for me, he's building there. there there's some good lyrics, but it's just like there's, there's an oomphness and there's something. And then there's no pace as the song goes on. That's just my take on it. It's, you know, there's a lot of people I know. I, I've read online and, and a lot of people like this track. No question. To me, I just, like, I listen to Maiden. I mean, I, maybe I'm too one-dimensional Maiden fan. I mean, maybe I don't have your, you know, scrolls in the basement. I'm not I'm not <laughs> lining up the, the, I'm not into astrology or whatever it is that, that helps you unlock these songs. But for me, I listen to a song, I'm like, does it make me feel like amazing? You right, know, and that's I... what this song does for me, man. Like, I'm kind of shocked that you don't like the song because oh you love God. those moments go... where you like you lift your hand up and you just scream the lyrics to like a Maiden song, and that's what yeah. I think this chorus yeah. does. You see, oh, and then that's that. That is the that is exactly the. At the end, it just kills the momentum. Like it doesn't build up through the chorus. It's like it just kills it. And to me, that's that's sleeping music, man. I can put that on a nap all day long. But Maiden like, does that it all is, the time. They have these epic courses, and then it brings it right back down to the verse again. Like countless times, I could go through songs where they do that. Yeah. Like look at uh, Children of the Damned. I mean, it's it's 
epic chorus and then they bring it right back down for the verse. They do, but there's vocal hooks or there's rhythm hooks and then they lead into a solo and it just sounds, it fits better. I mean, I, I can't sit down and go like, you know, this chord or that chord. I, I'm just a feel. Yeah. I go by feel. Well, I am to too. Me, like, the I song doesn't catch me. Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't catch me. And it's just something about it. And uh, I mean, maybe it's the few lyrics, you know, let me tell you about my time machine that just like exemplifies what's wrong with this song. It just doesn't feel like it all fits together for me. And, you know, the solos are actually pretty good in it. Yeah. And at the end, it, it, it you know, it, it, we're, we're going to get into that. And at the end, there's kind of a great fade out. Uh, and there's some aspects to it that I do like, but I'm just listening to it. It just feels like a missed opportunity. Maybe there's aspects of it that I do like enough to say that because it's not a full. I mean, I'm not failing the song. I'm just contrasting what you're saying. It, to me, it just misses the mark. It's not there. And I don't know what it is about it. It just doesn't take it up enough. And the chorus kills the momentum in the track. I don't like the chorus. See, I got a quote here from Yannick, actually. He says, all you need really is a powerful chorus. Then you layer the guitars. It's our job to make a tapestry underneath that enhances Bruce's vocals rather than getting in the way. We have a natural way of playing. We don't work it out much. It's just there. So Man, I can't wait. He thinks wait. this is a I powerful chorus, to... though. Yeah, yeah. Well, he what he wrote it, but I, you know what I think is powerful, my song. Um, you know, though, I can't wait to hear feedback on this one because to me, it's not even like you know. I've been on situation where I'm like, you know, I go into a, a song and I'm like, ah, it's, I, I haven't made up my mind, and then you pull me up or down on it based on what you think about it. And and this one, I just can't be pulled up. There's really? just you know, I've listened, I've listened to it so many times. Yeah. And also, you know, I mean. I've been listening to Sinjitsu, I mean, just continuously. And this is just a sign that just stands out as probably my least favorite on the album, to be honest. It's the one that I just uh, almost clench when it comes on. Really? i got to grind through it. Seven minutes is a momentum killer for me. It never oh, gets man. going. There's a little bit of a laugh This there. seems like about three yeah. and a half minutes to me when I listen to it. I love it that much. Really? Yeah. Three and a half minutes. Holy God. Like, this is a... <laughs> Have I, got, I got a piece of land to sell you, Nesbitt. <laughs> So you're going through, you have this cool riff, unusual riff. Yeah. You have the verses and the choruses. Yeah. And then the song, this is like, the song hasn't really even gotten interesting yet. Which is yeah. like, okay, so this breakdown comes along. Okay, my take on that right away. That's actually the part in the song. I've said this before. My, yep. This is the part of the song where I'm like, oh, this is Iron Maiden is back. It's like, it actually like kicks in for a second. But then, to be honest, again, Bruce doesn't get to where I think he should get there. It's just like, it's like he's reserved at this stage. And I, I just, yeah. Well, first of all, I'll talk about, this is clearly very similar to the song, The Book of Souls. Yes, so very much. So I'll play those back to back because... This is yeah. a, a very, very similar riff. So it's similar to that, very like a sped up version. So like it's you know. yeah. Um, also, the Book of Souls, another Yannick song. So it's absolutely, similar. and you know, it's it's funny because I we we were, we were talking offline, and I think I said it once. There's a few times in this album, and notably the song where it triggers me, and I'm like, that's Book of Souls sound. And then I went away since we talked about that, and I've listened to Book of Souls. Uh, I listened through the album twice. Uh, and just trying to like make a few notes, and I couldn't really nail down exactly this or that. But man, that's such a great album. I know. Like I was listening back through it, and I just super rocked out, and it was so <laughs> awesome. But to be honest with you, um, hearing it 
and Sujitsu, they're closer than we think. Like, yeah. they're not, there's, there's common sounds. Also, Book of Souls isn't like, you know, 10 points above it. They're, they're, they're very, very comparable. There's, there's weak spots of Book of Souls, notably on the second side of the disc. Whereas I find on this one, it's flipped. It's like the second side of the disc is the, 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 the back end or disc two is stronger. Um, but yeah, anyway, just a side note. That's where it's that kind of reference you. If you're talking about calling yeah. back to older ma- maiden, uh, it sounds, yeah. some people say that it sounds like the edge of darkness. So that's uh, it's similar to, but not really, not like the Book of Souls one. It's just kind of a jangly you know part <laughs> yeah not jangly isn't the right word that would be more of a i don't know what you call that but you know what i mean it's like yeah. like it's like kind of it's very it's similar but not as similar as the book of souls one and i mean i don't know and listening to that clip makes me want to go listen to x factor through all the way again because <laughs> i love that song too i am Blaze Bailey, you're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast, possibly the best podcast in the world. But that's a absolutely just kind of like a riff that kind of sounds like some other Maiden stuff, but. I don't know. It's used differently, and I love the way Bruce sings over that riff with his vocals. It's uh, yes, it's pretty cool. So right there is the soaring vocals that you were saying didn't exist. But anyway, so then this intense riff comes in, which reminds me of the middle part of The Longest Day a little bit. Um, It's different timing, different notes, but like the feeling of it, it feels the same. And uh, this is where the song really, for me, they take it to another level. I love that like it runs me of uh, the longest day and I love that part that's yeah, one of my favorite Maiden songs but, too so but again that the, the problem there where he says like what I've seen and done there's this like guitar reel that almost sounds like an organ hits it's like a weird back layer there like squeals before it runs into that and again that throws me off it's just there's something about it it's just like you know, I don't the know what it is. Grinds just, your gears. There's certain aspects, <laughs> there's certain sounds that you know. It's like you're you're on a date with a girl and she's attractive and you're getting there, but then she says stupid stuff every now and then. You're just like, wait now, what's going on? It's like tweaking me. So there's like, I don't know. There's just something in that sound there. And then when he starts grinding into it, I know we lead towards these souls, these solos, and they're really yeah. solid. So, but like, at this stage, I'm already like, see, I'm already, I'm team. already loving the song, but here yeah. by now, like, and if the song kind of. Yeah. had another verse in a chorus and then would, i'd still and if they just played the outro then i yes. would already love the song then they come into this part which you just heard a little bit of on that last clip um yeah it's very prog rock sounding with adrian's playing and the drumming nico's drumming underneath this part is really cool and i just love this whole like kind of prog rock maiden very uh isle of avalon star blind final frontier adrian kind of guitar breakdown and just the way that yeah. the, these guitar, or Adrian's guitar playing here, the way it like works with the drumming, this like this part really blows my mind. I love it. Yeah. 
pretty cool. Like Adrian's like yeah, really, like I said, it's very progressive sounding. I don't know what kind of pedal he's using there, Maybe like an octave yeah. pedal or something. But it's like it reminds me of you know how much I love Isle of Avalon, which I think yes. is completely overlooked because like Adrian plays this on it. sounded like rush when it does it sounds like rush it's like that kind of yeah it's got a rush but that is the kind of i remember when we did uh that album the final frontier an isle of avalon i talked a lot about uh adrian's guitar playing on that song um he does it a few times on that album and uh yeah this is kind of another example of that style of playing and the way him and nico play on this song during that part just to, it's the to lead into the main solos like uh, yeah and I and I, I knew i knew you were gonna pick this song top when you when you were so excited about the prospect of it being on the tour but um for me you know that that leading way adrian that's excellent i agree with you and it does set up which what i think are probably two of the best solos on the album almost you know like you they're up okay. there so i'm 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 with you there. Like I, I don't know if you're not. I love what Dave comes in with here. I just love it. So the main solo. So Dave, to me, yeah. it's just a usual. <laughs> it's like Dave's solo. It's pretty good. It's just his usual style. Uh, I like Yannick's yes. half. So this is Dave Morita's the first half, and then Yannick. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. That's like, what I, I think. Yeah. I, I like Yann. Dave does his thing that he always does. His usual style. Yannick's. He kind of uses Dave's solo as like a guide of how to lead into his solo. And he does some cool hammer-on stuff. It's a little more wild, like you'd expect out of a Yannick guitar solo. But uh, the Dave part doesn't really blow my mind. And back into Nesbitt. that riff, and I don't know, man. <laughs> Nesbit, yeah. Give your maiden headphones a shake. What is wrong with you? That's like that is an awesome. That is such a classic Deadly Dave solo. I don't know. Oh, that's all both right. Deadly. They they flow so well, and and Adrian tees them up like it's a it's a triple solo. It's yeah. awesome. It's yeah. one of the better solos. And like to me, that that that's the, that's the part that stands out. When I listen to that, every single time, I'm just. I'm floored. That's my favorite part in the song, but at this point, I'm already like, get on to Darkest Hour. Because <laughs> I li- love the like the Adrian part. Uh, the Dave part is good, and the Yannick part <sighs> is really good. Um, the solos, I think, are oh my god, great. I don't know if I would know if I'd even say we're like the opposite on this track. Weird? This like is, usually we've been. This has got to be the most. This is the most opposite we've ever been. Yeah, but this, this song has mo- everything. This man. is like it's. Uh, I don't know. And then it goes into the outro. That's everything. And again, like the song almost ends and then the outro comes in. That's one thing I would complain about is like, I I like that they have the outro there to kind of cue up the theme and the lyrics and stuff. But like, uh, it's almost like it's tacked on because it's like the song already almost is done. And then this, and then the outro comes in. And I, I mean, if they kind of transitioned into it a bit better, like. Overall, I think this is a great song. <laughs> it's a great song. Well, wait now. It's wait now. Wait yeah. now. So that the outro and the fade out, I really like it because, well, to me, you know, at the end, you're trying to, at this stage, it's too little, too late to save me. 
but I love the fact that it's the end of disc one. So it's like it does it's open like a side of ending the disc. I I, yeah. I interpreted it that way. Okay. I would agree with you. This song has a little bit of everything. It has good parts. It has bad parts. It has amazing parts. It has horrible parts. Like, you know, it's got a bit of everything, doesn't it? Um, I don't know how you rank this so high. I would put this the most, uh, I would say, what would you say? You know, the, the if I was talking to Yannick and I was trying to be as polite as possible, I'd put this in the middle of the pack. Uh, to me, this is does not is not. There's no chances in the top three tracks. See, I for think me. okay. I think this is. I love the song. First of all, yeah. I think it's a very. We can't rank it though because we can't no. cover the rest yet. But right. go on. It's a really interesting song. It's a very fun song. I think this is a super fun yeah. song. It has a little bit of everything that makes modern maiden modern maiden. So there's like, yeah. It's got the length. You know, it's it's. It's long, but it seems short to me. Like to me, this seems like three and a half, three fifty. If this was three fifty, that's what it feels like to me. It's got a classic maiden sort of gallopy sound to it. It's got some of that folkiness that's in the modern maiden. It has some prog, progressive parts like the drums and the guitar yes. and that breakdown part, like the Final Frontier album style. To me, it's got the soaring lyrics, very unique melodies, which is, and harmonies that you don't hear in other maiden songs. It's got some callbacks to other Maiden songs, so they like, you know, it's it's got some old and some new. They throw in some really unique guitar lines, and I think the riff is very unique. Um, to me, this is an example of exactly what I want from modern Maiden. It sounds like Maiden, but they're still pushing the sound, so it sounds fresh. It sounds new, but it still sounds like themselves. Uh, they're really using the three guitars in this one, which I like, having the three guitar players when they make use of it. Um, the lyrics, I think, are cool. The more you think about them, if you actually read them in the booklet and like listen to the song, it's, it's kind of cool. Um, I don't know. It's one of my favorites on the album that we've covered <laughs> oh so Oh, my God. All right. All right. <laughs> I thought we'd be in full agreement with this. I didn't think you would uh, not like this one. You thought we'd be in full agreement with this. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, this is Josh, not Terry. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Josh, remember me? We did some Maiden podcast together. Uh, soaring lyrics. Man, this is where I, like... Remember all of the episodes we did on Bruce's lyrics. If you could just wedge the chorus, some of his, you know, some of those lyrics in this song between his epic stuff and some of the stuff that's coming on this album. I mean, it sounds like me at karaoke night, four pints in relatively in terms of the bars you can add. So karaoke. Soaring, so, you said soaring lyrics. I'm sorry, there is. Like, no, no. Sorry lyrics, perhaps, but uh, soaring, definitely not. Folky feel, Wait, you I don't, agree. You don't think they open There's, your heart and I'll open your soul like that? When he sings that, that's not soaring? But even even that when he says open your soul, like it's almost like the, the you know, he almost says like open yours too. Like it sounds like that. It doesn't even, it doesn't even land right. It was only like so long in where I was like, what's he saying? It doesn't make sense. And then it's open your soul. So it's like he doesn't even lean into soul correctly. He's not really, <laughs> he's not full Bruce yet. Like the, 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 the one of the things that, that kind of bothers me with this album, but I'll I'll highlight the parts where I really like him getting to like, you know, fifth gear, third gear, whatever you want to call it, um, is that he's just too muted, and it could be partially the mix, it could be partially, but I just don't feel like he's giving it. He has I don't know sixty year old. He's driving a Porsche in second gear right now. Like that's what bothers me about <laughs> this this song. As I, I don't know, so soaring lyrics or, or soaring vocals. Yeah. Not for me. Not for me. I mean, this, if someone was to listen to this and go, hey, this is this is Bruce Dickinson. Like, man, he's got the best folk. I'd listen to this and I'd go, what? I mean, who is this? Like, uh, is he, a, you know, does he open for John Mayer? Like, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be like, this is this is Bruce Dickinson. This is not a this is not going on the CV for top 50 tracks, vocal tracks for me. Then the other thing is um, the, the folksy kind of you know, spoken intro, wordy yeah. nature. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, like, I love folk music. I actually never talked this on the podcast. I'm quite a folk music fan. Like, I listen to Stan Rogers. I love the old sea shanties. And mostly because I grew up, my parents were from a rural Irish community. And so, like, I listened to that music. That, you know, we talked about the Deedly D stuff with the, 
the you know the dance of death track and and kind of the celtic music and all that stuff i do have that i have a collection of folk music and notably there's canadian folk music stan rogers notably who i love i'll listen to folk music i'll put that on and listen to stan rogers now there's an amazing amazing vocalist but i'll listen to his music have a glass of whiskey and sit there and look out at the ocean like i've actually ever worked out there and pine away you know for a for a life i never lived I love that type of music, but this folksy feel it like it's not heavy enough. Like we're like I want at this stage, I'm on the back end of the first disc. I'm what six, five, six, six tracks in now. I want to be just losing my mind. I want to be full on maiden boner, going nuts, you know. And to me, this song is just it's not getting me there. So, like, what on this album that we've covered so far would you say is, like, a lot heavier than this? Because this album's, like, this is as heavy as anything else on the album, really. I would definitely say Stratego is is a lot heavier okay. than this. Yeah. yeah. I'd say that. Writing on the Wall is 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 very comparable to this, as is Sinjutsu. Absolutely. Um, Lost in the Lost World, the same kind of criticism I had. It never, uh, you know, I didn't really feel it was intense enough, but it definitely gets there a lot better for me. I love the lyrics and there's some things, but I, I would say we're, we're consistent. But now as we go on, it comes alive really okay. from my perspective, right? So this is still the tee up for me. And if anything, probably that harkens to my issue with this, with the, with the length of this album is that it just takes a while to get going. Now that said... As I, as I highlighted in previous episodes, Stratego is one of my favorite songs on the album, right? Is which? Sinjit Stratego. Oh, the strong Stratego, one of, yeah. One of, my, one of my favorite songs on the album. But the rest, I'm kind of easing in. Writing on the Wall really hits at times. Lost in the Lost World, solid Days of Future Past. Absolutely banging track. It's quick. I like it. There's lots of it I love, um, as we covered last week. Then the time machine just kind of there's some bright moments just kills it for me. I don't I don't get how you to me this is a momentum killer in the album. That's funny. Okay, I totally disagree. Mm. It's going to be funny when we get to the next song because I think we're going to disagree again. <laughs> oh my god, you're you, no way. You, you we're going to flip on that one, aren't we? I think so. I know. I th- oh my god. <laughs> I'll, what I'll use, is I'll wrong use the, with I'll you? use I'll use your uh, what is it your term that you use? This I think. Uh, well, maybe we should leave it till next album. Next, uh, we'll leave it till. I, well, I, mean, I already know. Table stakes, maiden ballad. <laughs> oh no, that is that is. If there is another episode, who is this asshole I'm talking to? Oh my god, no way! I can't believe this. It's like you know, two people watching the it was a two move different movies, same screen. Different albums, same same story. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it, man. But it's good. It's good. Yeah. Well, what, do the we, show is do... like how we're both huge Maiden fans, and we can both like have different opinions on different songs, which is and that's kind of cool. But like, I like that about like Maiden fans because we talk to a lot of Maiden fans, and sometimes they like absolutely hate stuff that we love, and like love stuff that well, we don't really hate anything, but totally. Yeah. I mean, remember the Except ripping the we got over No Prayer. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's true. There's a lot of apparition fans out there that like tried to rip me a new one because I trashed that song. But that song is garbage. <laughs> the apparition is the worst Maiden song by far. Nothing compares, and I'll never change my mind. song is the worst i don't know how people gonna like it yeah <laughs> i don't get it um you know i i would have to say for me i have my my range that i go through on songs right there yeah. are songs that sometimes i'll listen to them and they're just you know they're always up there right my my top few songs um but then there are songs like notably some of the earlier ones specifically killers 
where sometimes I'll hear them and I'm just like, that's the best there is. Like, yeah. there's just nothing comparable. And then other times I listen to Killer and I'm like, oh, they're just not there yet. They haven't really hit it. And it's very mood-based. I find the same thing with Final Frontier. Like, there's another one that's like that. A Matter of Life and Death, Book of Souls, I just always get into them the same. They're great. Brave New World, I feel like that. There's times where I'll listen to X Factor and I really love it. You've got me hyped up on, on Blaze. Other times I listen to it, it kind of falls a bit flat, right? Um, so I, I have my, and those, those are album views, but then I have my track views where... I'll go up and down based on it. And, you know, like we talked about it with writing on the wall. There's times where I listen to that and I'm just like loving it. And there's times where I listen to it. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's just is missing something. And I go back and forth. But this is a track that I've never felt the upside on. It just always kind of landed weird for me. And I just, I've never enjoyed it. I get through it. It's not painful. I don't skip it. But I, if you took it out of the album, I wouldn't cry. Okay. That's uh. That's, uh, we have to agree to disagree on this one. <laughs> We're going to have to. We're going to have to. Will, will the podcast, will the friendship survive? Next, next I can't episode. wait to hear so, what other people think about this album. Or, I mean, about I, this song. I, about because, this song, uh, yeah. When we're done this, uh, all these, when we're finished the album, we should just get all the feedback and uh, see oh, who, totally. who, who votes yes and who votes no on the time and sheet. then uh, next <laughs> next episode it'll be like it's uh it's nedbit and teary back again uh, to talk about <laughs> how great the time machine is and uh you know <laughs> like i'll be banging on the window fuck you terry <laughs> <laughs> i'll get trevor from uh wayne's iron maiden podcast too yeah trevor <laughs> will you. come in yeah that's right i'm i'm on the way out all right well it looks like we're not going to get into darkest hour because uh as usual we went way longer than we thought so mm. it's funny we uh every time we like we have this like set thing that we think we're going to get through on an episode and then we get halfway through <laughs> yeah why does that's that it, keep man. when you love maiden and you just start talking about something you love it just uh i look up at the clock and i'm like geez it's been an hour already I'll, I'll say the same thing to you that I say to my wife, which is this would have gone a lot easier if you just agreed with me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm talking tough now. It go, actually goes the other way. Just like with you. was I, I get hammered for a wrong opinion for an hour, and then I capitulate. Not with you, Nesbitt. All right. Well, we'll do Darkest Hour next week. Uh, yeah. This was, uh, I was... I thought this would be one where we're like high-fiving each other. <laughs> really about how great this song is really really so people can tell that me and you have been like not talking about this album that much because we're (laughs) you know what i mean we really haven't haven't. into any like we've gone for lots of times we've gone for pints and talked about the album a bit and talked about like maiden but we haven't gotten into the track by track because we've been kind of saving our opinions for the podcast so (laughs) yeah we have this weird thing well it's like we have this weird thing where we kind of like you know, flirt around the edges of like, well, what do you think about it? Just kind of like teeing it up. And there, there was times, remember we were back and forth, like in the middle, like remember I went out and teed up on Facebook that we were going to do it. And then we both had like a ton of stuff hit us in life and we yeah. just couldn't record for a while. Also then there was a bunch of stuff happening. And then, and I remember we got together and we were like, ah, oh, this, the album's grinding on me right now. We're listening to this way and that way. So we, we've talked to that level, but we have not, gone track by track as a matter of fact i'm black box on the rest of what you i honest i got a read bit well the only giveaway was kind of the set list stuff that was the, that was the right way yeah and when you put this on there remember if you listen back i was like really it's like i was like i didn't put joking. it on like if this isn't a set list i'm not going <laughs> like no not really but i'm gonna be like time to get beers you know <laughs> i'm so time machine oh let's hear about that well i think you would as far as like the three epics at the end, just knowing what my favorite Maiden songs are before this album came out, yes, you can figure out how I feel about all these long. Oh, I I, I definitely know, I definitely know. Although one funny one that came through was a lot of people have said you guys are gonna hate Death Death of the Celts because apparently there's 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 a belief out there that we hate Celtic stuff, which is so ironic because because oh. we're because we're from Newfoundland. This all goes back to that one episode where I didn't like uh, Dance I of Death, like. Uh, Dance of Death because I didn't yeah. like that diddly diddly, you know, guitar part and Bruce singing over it. Um, and I played that uh, that uh, that clip where I compared it to Stonehenge by uh, Spinal Tap. I was like, yeah. this song is a Spinal Tap moment for Iron Maiden where they cross over into like Spinal Tap Spinal Tap territory. I know 
how they danced, the little children of Stone Age, beneath the haunted moon. Death has amazing solos, the song, but like I do not like Dance of Death, and I'm, I think I'm in the minority with that. But I just don't; it just doesn't do it for me. I know. <laughs> I I just oh god, I can't wait to to hear your opinion on Darkest Hour because this, oh oh <laughs> now we we got to wait and record a week later. That's no fun. All right, so uh, yeah, we'll get into that next week. Uh, this beer is pretty good, but not great. What do you think? Uh, pale tasted, ale. Tasted a little flat to me. I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was I was okay. drinking it though. It got uh, <laughs> tastier and tastier. It did. It did. It did. There's something about it though. But you know what? Like the time machine, it just never got there for me. You know, <laughs> uh, it's it's an okay beer. I wouldn't turn it down. I didn't skip it. I finished it. But I can easily <laughs> say, if I never had this beer, I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> All right. <I> get it. <laughs> right on. <laughs> I know it's so funny, man. I I honestly thought I knew you were, were going to pick it. I thought you were going to pick a jam out of this song. I didn't know you'd be as as hardcore into it as you are. Love it. Love Yannick songs. Love this one. It's a good example. Here here comes. It's no, it's here, no talisman now, but it's uh, you know. Yeah, it's no, it's no talisman. Now. That's for sure. That's for sure. Oh, good. We'll call it there. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> you can find us at talkingmaiden.com. Get in and leave a message for us, talkingmaiden.com slash talk, if you want to get featured uh, on the podcast as we're doing the Sinjitsu run-through. You can also get us on Facebook, Talking Maiden, and an email, talkingmaiden at gmail.com. So get your get your comments in now while you can, so we got time to include them. Any track on Sinjitsu, you can get it in right away. Until next time, up the irons, down the hops.